1: Jason Muns is the Tiger Basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He joins us each and every Monday on the program. You can follow him on Twitter, on X, at Munsley. Muns, I I can't decide if I'm insanely jealous of you or not. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Man, when you fire up a little Weezer holiday or island in the sun, now I'm starting to get a little jealous of you.
2: Uh, (laughs) No, 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 no. It's. don't be. It's uh, it's it's like a win win situation. You stay at home, you, you do Thanksgiving, that's a win. You go to the Bahamas for a little basketball, uh, also a win. So you're not missing out. You're going to watch it on TV. So.
1: so I'm interested about this because you had the perspective of you were at FedEx Forum on Friday night for Memphis's win over Alabama State, 92 75. I don't know, I guess sloppy, I guess. I, I, yeah. Right? How would you define it, Munns?
3: It wasn't um, bad but it was not just what it, it was what it yeah, was, it was a bye be. game it was a bye game before yeah. it was in it was like in between sandwiched between a big win and the only game of the week like and like a huge tournament for the program all that mattered was that you won and came out of it healthy and that's what they did
2: Yeah I mean it was it was it didn't leave me I I, I wasn't you know there wasn't anything that was like super wow uh I guess other than you know david jones uh kind of going off in that first half what, 17 or 19 points or something in the first half a lot of it there late in the first half but yeah i mean it was yeah, it was just kind of meh i guess
1: yeah i was trying to see let's uh, see comparisons yeah it felt like most of his work was in the in the first half he can shoot the basketball yeah, which... that's is he the best shooter they've had in the penny hardaway era? Uh, Landers, not only Lester,
2: those, I mean, they were pretty yeah. good too. Um, I guess Tyler so to a certain degree, yeah. Yeah, but so far, I mean, he's shooting like 56 or 57% he, from three. He says,
3: I don't know if he's a better shooter than those other guys, but he's as good a shooter as them and can do more than them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's more to his game than that too.
2: I, I, I don't know if it makes anybody feel a certain way about about how well he's shooting three games into the season, but y'all know he shot twenty nine percent from three last year at St John's,
1: yeah, uh, Mark and I talked about it. it's like the role that they asked like he literally had to do everything,
3: yeah like I don't know yeah, if he's well, a forty percent three point shooter, but I think he's i think he is a pro- yeah. I think he's a product of he is taking a lot better shots this year because he's playing around a like a bunch of good players, not he's like one guy and he's taking all the shots at the end of the shot clock. Cause that's what I think yeah. his inefficiency was in part due because I remember watching his highlight package and seeing in the highlight package how many shots of his were like end of shot clock him creating one on one type of shots. And based on his percentages, I was just you know, I was just watching the makes in the highlight package. And so my gut told me mm-hmm. he just he had to take a lot of those types of shots at St. John's last year.
2: Whereas here, he's got Javon Quinterly and he's got Jordan Brown to, to help him and another shooter in Jaquan Walton and uh, kind of a do-it-all guy. And the, Taylor the reality Will. is you know, the, the, the way it's set up with him
3: and Jaquan Walton, it's like as long as one of those guys is going off, you're yeah. probably in pretty good shape. And their M.O. over their career is that they can go off. It's just, you know, like you can't necessarily expect it every game from them. That's what their career has said so far. It's like these guys are good players who once every two or three games has like a big game. And if you're on a team where you're relying on just like when you have two of those types of guys, you know, their inconsistencies matter a little less.
2: Yeah, they are. uh Together shooting fifty two point six percent from three, David Jones and fifty three point eight percent from three, Jake Juan Walton and Javon Quinnerly pitching in with forty two point nine percent from mm-hmm. three through three games. So, what oh uh, well, so yeah, there and is, it, yeah. it
3: was interesting. So I, you know, I as you we mentioned at the top of the show a little bit, I haven't really talked about it yet, but I have a at a column up at CommercialPill com. I watched Friday's game with Penny at. The owner's box in, I guess it's technically Lakeland. Um, it's kind—I'd of, never been out that way, where it is exactly. It's like it was kind of—it felt like it was in the middle of nowhere a little bit. Like and not in the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere in terms of like retail. Like it's this new mixed-use, you know, place out in Lakeland. But it's really nice, really nice bar. Um, like it looked like a, if you're looking for somewhere to go watch a, a sporting event in a sports bar environment, it was a nice environment. But Penny had watched the first two games there and then watch the Alabama state game there. And he was nice enough to let me uh, join him for this Alabama state game. And what I just found interesting is how he talked about the team when he did talk about him during the game was, you know, like he just, he very clearly knows the way they're playing now is not yet what they need to be playing like ultimately to, to be the team he thinks they can be. Um, And not to say they're playing poorly. He just knows there's another level with this team. Um, And I think he's, you can just tell he's, he views this team as having a very high ceiling. And he wants, he's trying to do everything in his power to get them to reach that ceiling. Um, And so. My gut
2: tells me, my my gut tells me is he's been burned the last couple of years feeling the same way. Yeah. Feeling that Mm -hmm. the last couple of teams have been, good enough to do good things, better things, than they ultimately mm-hmm. did. And, and you know, he wound up disappointed because uh, for one reason or another, he wound up disappointed. And so that's probably playing into his, yeah, the way he's. The, the, the I, I, I,
3: the don't, way I don't he know if he views him. this team the similar to last year. I think last year's team was different. I think he does view this in terms of like number of dudes he's got at his disposal. I think he views it as two years ago's team. And I think the early returns are like he's not dealing with like you know a locker room war, whatever you wanted to call what was going on in the early season two years ago when Amani Bates and you know Landers Nolly were clashing, you know, and Lester and all the older guys were clashing with with him bringing in Amani um, and kind of thrusting him into a big role. There's not you just don't sense any of that going, even though there's a lot of egos that are having to be managed here. It does feel like because they are older and frankly mm-hmm. because some of these egos like Jaquan you mentioned Jaquan Walton and David Jones like part of what you can sell them on and part of what they both have now said separately in interviews is like yeah they've done a lot in college they haven't actually done anything meaningful for like as a team yeah. you know like they've never been to the NCAA tournament you know and mm-hmm. so i think that helps a lot in in this whole thing and i i se- i just sensed being around penny that he's He's really intrigued by this team because ego-wise, it's really working out so far.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and the, they all keep saying it over and over again, just how unselfish this team is and the the, the guys are. <clears throat> and I do think that that, as you alluded to, the biggest—I I think it helps that it's a that it's a large number of older players as a part, as opposed to a large number of younger players. Um, not to say that a large number of older players couldn't or, you know, wouldn't under uh, another set of circumstances, uh, you know, be looking out for number one more than this team is or as much as the, as a team full of younger guys, uh, can. But it just feels like this particular group of basketball players so far has bought in to, the whole like, you know, we gotta get along, we got to be cohesive, uh, we've we've gotta play together, we've got to sacrifice some uh when necessary, and we'll all get to eat and we'll you know we'll we'll be able to play uh the, the better we play together, the, the the deeper we'll be able to go and the bigger the stage and all this and the other thing. And it looks like they're it seems like they've they've bought into that so far.
1: How would you characterize this week? Because on the one hand, it does feel like a big week. Are we in agreement? Like it, yeah, it does. But it's also yeah. not the type of big week that you can't come back from if if you stumble. But it, it just feels like a a very big week. But also, it's one of the situations like even if you come out on Wednesday and someone else, you know, Arkansas doesn't play well and you wind up, you know, getting well. Look,
3: already the team you're playing Wednesday, Michigan, lost to Long Beach State. On Friday night. I was. It's funny, I was with Penny as Michigan lost to Long Beach State and then Arkansas lost to UNC Greensboro. Yeah. And I will say, literally, like, there wasn't even him telling me, keep this off the record, and he reacted. It was, he didn't really even react. He, like, kind of just, like, nodded his head and kind of went about his business. Um, but, you're going to be dealing, you know, like, you're, both teams you could potentially face in these first two games have taken a setback early. But, Munz, what do you think? I mean, it, it feels big to me. Like, I think you want to. If this is, if this team is what they say they want to be, like this is, you know, you want to be two and one or better on this
2: weekend or on this week. Definitely, right? Yep. I think, I think, I think the, I think the uh, standard or the, you know, the goal should be two and one at least uh, this week. Obviously, the goal is going to be three and zero, oh, but um, you, you certainly don't want to do worse than two and one. And and it, I, the way I look at it is, it's not so much. If you do worse, you know, if you do one and two or God forbid, oh, and three, um, it's not like it's going to just torpedo your your season or anything like that, but it's going to be the whole like, what if thing it's going to, it's going to, you know, like by doing well this week, it's, it, it goes a long way toward helping you uh more so than not playing well and losing more games would hurt you. I don't I, I'm hoping that makes sense, but yeah, that's that's kind of the way I look at it is is the reason why you want to do really well is because it raises your profile, it, it builds your confidence, it uh you know, puts more eyeballs on you and helps you in the eventual you hope it helps you in the eventual uh, seeding situation come march. Yeah, well here's here's the truth. If you
3: go I think if you go 2 and 1 this weekend, and let's say let's say it's you beat Michigan, maybe maybe you lose to Arkansas and then you win your you know you beat Texas Tech or something. You'll probably like stand pat where you are in the rankings. Probably. Something yeah. like that. Okay? Yep. You go 3 and 0, you win this thing, you'll be a top 15 top 20 team, I think. Come you know, out, coming out of coming out of the event and if you go let's say the two and one is you beat michigan you beat arkansas and then you lose to like unc in the championship game i think you might be a top 20 team then too um there's a lot to gain there's and and you talk about the seating like doing well in an event like this will get the attention of like I don't know how, how else to explain it. Then college basketball people who will then who will then write Taste and talk speakers. about it, and then the committee will be reading about it. And like this will doing well in an event like this will hold up over time, and all the way to Selection Sunday when they're deciding your seating. Like they'll be think this will come up in the back of their mind when they're thinking about Memphis. If you can make it to the championship game of the Battle for Atlantis. And may you know, and it certainly if you win it, but if you can make it to the championship, you go beat Michigan, beat Arkansas, do something like that. Um, that'd be re- I think it would be something that really stands up over time.
2: I I'll say this. When I talked to uh I I was able to get a chance to uh talk to Rick Stansbury on the phone uh last week, middle of last week, and we were just talking about, you know, his time, uh, as the acting head coach and what he's, you know, what he's uh, observed and what he's learned about the Tigers and so on and so forth. And then uh, the conversation sort of drifted a little bit toward the battle for Atlantis. And, you know, it wasn't anything as much that he said, but it was more like how he said it and how he sounded when we were talking about the battle for Atlantis. Like I just got the distinct impression from talking to him about it, uh this i mean this guy's been doing this a very long time like he he knows college basketball um not just coaching but he, i mean like he knows the whole thing and landscape everything and all yeah. That stuff. yeah, and like it just like i said the, the the vibe that I got off him is he is uh, he he knows how important this week could be uh in the grand scheme of things, and so you know, I, I, that's to your point, Mark. I, I I agree with you, and I think a lot of people who know college basketball know how important this tournament is, uh, or could be if you you know if you do well.
1: You'll know what else I'm really looking forward to: mm. the bad boy mowers commercials. Oh.
3: <laughs> they're electric. Well, like, Muns won't get like, to see them. Like won't 90, get. Well, we'll have to record them for. I him. mean,
1: they're like they're like ninety second action movies. Mm. They make like they they yeah, frame up them. this. Oh yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> They're electric.
3: Are you excited to be in the... It's in a ballroom, right? It's, like, basically a ballroom that they play in. Yeah, yeah, it is. We got a uh... a
1: nice little preview. Is it the Bahamar? Where did you go this summer?
3: No, Dominican. Uh, This won't uh, be, like, the Dominican.
1: They have the Bahamar this weekend, and there's just nothing, like, seeing, like... It feels like those things are attended by exclusively, like, 65-year-olds that have gotten way too much sun and have had way too many, like, uh, frozen drinks. (laughs) It's like every single one of them has the exact same, like, rubbery, like, sunburn. It's, oh, it's the best. Yeah. I'm so fired up for this week.
2: No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it was, it was the Bahamar, uh Resort is where they played four years ago when they went to the Bahamas, but um, this is obviously not there. It's at a different place, but uh, it's going to be similar from what I understand. That the Yeah, they're going to be playing in a ballroom. It's not going to be, yeah, the Dominican they played in the – uh huge stadium, the 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 big arena with whatever it was ten thousand people uh on the first day and then they played in the airplane hangar uh on the second two, for the second <laughs> two games. This would be a little bit different than that, but um but no I am. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. It's uh it should be fun no matter what happens.
3: Alright Muns, we appreciate it man. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Alright, same to y'all. That was Jason Muns Tiger Basketball Beat writer for the commercial appeal. I will note, Jeffrey, you know, we were, we were both a little surprised they weren't ranked in the top 25. I will note, the poll run by the company that owns the commercial appeal is the one that is, has the Tigers in the top 25.
0: Just saying. Just,
3: just throwing it out there. Gannett the good guy, <laughs> as always.
0: <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.